We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Hell with that. We got a problem in the building. You decided not to do this, we got, obviously. Yeah, now they done put new signs on it. We got a problem in this building. And it ain't just this floor. Now the problem has doubled since I just left the studio. What is the bathrooms in the whole building are closed due to no water in the building? Well, let me tell you something here, boys. I mean, this is about the time that my bowel movement hits. I mean, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> no, this ain't funny. I know you're laughing. I don't think I can laugh. I'll lose it. This is going to be rough. We got problems, and it ain't funny. I immediately go into, like, panic sweat. So, I got a problem. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. No bathroom issues today, I can report. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's Sports Radio 610. I'm Sean Bajani. In for Ron, the show Hughley. He is Clint Sterner. Um, and as far as I know, his plumbing, at least here, is working just fine. And aside from your issues that you've been having, <laughs> yeah, there the is still some toilet trouble. I, hey, the yeah. water's on in the building, boys. We can have us a good show, nice, relaxed show. I, I mean, I did two hours of the show yesterday, puckered up pretty good. Woo! I mean, that's... that's I'm sure uh, you were about to say woo. there. We can have us a nice show. Hey, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Come on. <clears throat> Man. You need to send an email out like to the entire building and apologize for what you did to whoever was responsible for taking care of two the damn rips. <laughs> I, I don't give two damn rips. Look here. Anybody the nostrils. Bro, who in their right mind thinks it's, it's a good idea to turn the water off in a 20 story building from two o'clock to five o'clock. Everybody's eating breakfast, had coffee, went to lunch. And, oh, about that time, them bowels start yeah. rumbling. Yep. We're nope. going no water in the building for three hours. Get the hell out of here. Who thought that was a good idea? And and whoever didn't warn us beyond an email, come on, man. Are you shitting me? Come on, man. I mean, all that, good today, baby. All yeah, I'm good all good today. today. I'm comfortable today, nice and relaxed. There's, there was no sign on the bathroom door in there. We're all good, boys. We are all good. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, we always welcome it. You can call or text in to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text line, 713-572-4610, You can hit us up. Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Make sure you can download the Odyssey app today. As always, listen to us wherever you are. Man, we've got a lot of stuff to get to on the show today. Uh, huge game in the NFL tonight um, that has implications uh, with the AFC playoff picture, the Jags and the Jets, a little Thursday night football action. We will be taking yeah. that in at the Lopez household. Yes, we will. I, I feel I feel like I've underdressed. I saw I saw their, their uh, Landry's uh, Christmas party attire, and I, I just came in in a hoodie. And, and hell, these are the same sweats I had on yesterday while I was literally sweating. These are the same sweats. I've, I've worn the same britches to, to work two days in a row, boys. I'm wearing the same britches today, too. Are you? Did you change underwear? Yeah. I did, too. Yeah, change underwear. Same pants, though. 
your your top is a little bit uh, more appealing than Landry's. Well, but his, he's got Christmas a little Christmas sweater. vibe to it. But yeah. anyway, I appreciate I the invite over to the ugly the, vibe, the Lopez it. household, and and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking forward. When to, he uh, said beer, food, and cigars, I was like all in. You're all in on it. All in. And then there's the game on. It's a new pad. He's got it fixed up. It's yeah. gonna be nice. I wanted to go. Damn it. Well, go. Oh, are you out on this one too? I can't go, man. My wife committed to, to to us having our nephew tonight. Boy, sure. For for an old boy that usually usually responds with "I do what I want to do," you you ditched me and show the, you ditched me and show the other night, and you're supposed to be coming over, and then all of a sudden today, you all well, of a sudden to last, a degree. I mean, to, I'm to just a telling degree you. that that I'm philosophy is definitely a part of my life. But uh, I had already agreed to take my nephew to Zoo Lights tonight. They canceled Zoo Lights. Thought I was home free for Lopez's, only to find out. Nope, still got the little uh, little nephew, little yeah. squirt. There was a plan A and B before your plan C came into effect. <sighs> That's how they get you. Yeah, that is how they get That's you. That's how they get you. You know, you're better than me, though. My wife is having, like, a handful of kids over from a number of her friends tonight for some Polar Express night at our house. So sounds I'm, like a lot of sugar consumption. Well, I'm just, it sounds like a lot of screaming and yelling kids yeah. and a big mess that I'm going to have to clean up if I was actually there. So I'm not handling that. That's since smart we're, of you. Since we're talking about wives, can I vent a bit, boys? Sure. Always, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit beside myself. My wife, um, and I took a picture of this, right? Uh-oh. I mean, see, my, my wife likes to hit me with a little Instagram you know where you know you can you can see something on uh, on the reels or whatever, and you can send it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I pretty often I get these kind right here. It's a picture of a husband and wife sitting way too damn close in a chair, and it says it's from the girl. Obviously, the girl says being married is crazy. I would do anything for my husband, but the minute he starts chewing in my ear, he might be meeting Jesus sooner than he thought. <laughs> now. My wife, it's one thing to just think that's funny. It's another thing to think it's funny and take the time and send it to me pers- privately as a message, right? <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, I, I know I, I don't, I don't, I don't typically. I'm not a smacker. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like I'm, 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 I don't do things to a degree they bother other people. Like I'm not saying I've never smacked, but I'm not an overall. As far I, as you know, well, I chew ice. Is is <laughs> I chew ice? Is, is that is, you is, do do? Is her problem, right? And she she doesn't like me chewing ice. Really? Well. Yeah, staying yeah. hydrated. Yeah, well, look here. Here's well, it's not it has nothing to do with me. Help, like she ain't worried about my teeth. She's annoyed because she has to hear it. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, do, do they think they're perfect? Uh, do they think they just sit around and don't do nothing wrong? To a large degree. Like, I'm gonna set this. This is one what out. I've learned after like 10 my years wife's of marriage, gonna yes. send me because he's smacking or really what she's saying is talking about my chewing ice. I mean, what you, you? She don't think there's anything that she does that I sit over there and I go. Dang man, I saw like you eat like show does. No, no, show show takes it overboard. That that's the damnedest thing I've ever heard. That smack and he does. That's, Is he just incorrigible with it? Like, dude, it's bad. It's, it's out of control, yeah. man. It's, like, it's bad. It went on for over a year in our meetings, and I I wasn't gonna say anything, you know. But I would have to put my headphones on when this dude would start eating lunch. It's it's yeah, it's, it's and I and the whole time I'm sitting there going, I'm, I'm not gonna be the, the jack leg. That's you know, I ain't gonna be that guy, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna be that critical. Well, one day he leaves the room and Tyler goes. Hey man, can you hear him smack? I'm like, hell yeah, I can hear him smack. <laughs> we like so had a we moment. Decided- we're like, yes, you've been dealing with this too. So we decided to go ahead and tell show like your smacking's out of control. Next thing you know, Courtney chimed in. Courtney said, well, "Boy, I'm glad you guys hear it too." And it, and, and so show, but, but like, I'm, that's my deal. Like, what what do you like? I she sent me that message this morning randomly, and it, and it, I ain't gonna lie to you, got under my skin a bit. 
That's fair. I mean, I can't disagree with you. I would probably take it the same way. After being married for 10 years, they operate, and I can lump all women into this, largely to the degree that they do nothing wrong and they're just waiting for us to kind of screw yeah, up and yeah. they can point it out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, th- that's my deal. Like, I, mine, mine is, I mean, she, I think she knows she does things that are annoying, but but if I were to point them out, I'm all of a sudden just some, I, oh, I'm an a-hole, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm being a D, if you know what I mean. Like, I I'm, I mean, I, that, like, we go straight there. But you you get to point uh, things out, like, kind of backhandedly on Instagram. I, I don't know if I appreciate that. Whatever I point out is always going to come back to me. Yeah, but you uh-huh. do this. It's always It always comes back to being about me. But not that maybe that's not. Oh, it's deflecting. You need to have the deflecting conversation with your wife. Sounds like Miss Bajani. You need, you need to be receptive to this now. I I, I choose to just like, deflect up, all conversations. Now she's not listening. She's oh, okay. she's at home with kids. I don't know what time they're coming over, but I know she has at least one screaming in her ear right well, now. Well, tell her tell her old dirty red thinks she needs to sit down and you have a talk with her. And she needs she needs to listen with an open mind. I'll do it. See, if, let me know if that works for you. <laughs> talk about listening to an you know with an open mind. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Something changes on Saturday. I think you need to have an open mind in regards to my belief in that what little it actually matters in the grand scheme of things, the Texans are actually going to be able to slow Derrick Henry uh, down. Oh, my God. I really do believe that. And now, all right, define slow down. I'm going to go out right now. If if I had the money to do so, I would bet that he's not getting 200 yards this weekend. Okay? Bold statement. Well, he's done it four straight meetings against the Texans. Runs for 200-plus. Show made this mistake last year, man. Just going to let you know. Sitting I, in that very chair you're in, he said the same exact words. It's too soon. Four times trying to go for a fifth straight game against the Texans to do it. I just don't believe it. And it's not even well, just that. But And we'll hear from Lovey Smith here momentarily. But there's a lot of things at play here. The Titans are going undergoing a lot of change. Wait, 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 wait. What you 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 can't you, you can't just put this out there, like oh well they haven't been able to slow down Derrick Henry. No, th- this is th- this is egregious. This is by the way this is the four straight game. Talking about this is a four straight game where the Texans uh-huh. have something bigger than a game at stake, right? Deshaun Watson, Cowboys, okay. Chiefs, okay. Derrick Henry going for over two hundred yards in four straight ball games. Let yeah. me give you the numbers real quick. This, this is all I want to do. Go ahead. This is all I want to do is clarify. In, in the last four games that Derrick Henry has played against the Houston Texans, 120 carries, 892 yards, 7.4 yards per carry, nine touchdowns. He's had a 40-plus yard run in all four games, one of which was a 92-yard touchdown run, and he's only fumbled the football. They've only lost a, a, a fumble once. I believe he's actually fumbled twice, and they recovered one of them. So they've only lost one fumble. Uh-huh. So – just, we stopped the run. I just wanted. No, to, I just not. wanted to make make a little, put a little bit more, put some, put a, a face on on the 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 point you made of Derrick Henry. Uh, they're going to be able to slow down Derrick Henry. They, they have been obliterated by Derrick Henry. So, right, and they only lost by seven points when he ran for two nineteen against them week three. Okay, and what the Texans have been doing mm-hmm. from a run defense standpoint, the last three games alone, they're still giving up their average of what they've done all year, which is 160, 161 yards on the ground per game. You know, it was a point where week eight, week nine rolled around, and the Texans were on pace to allow 3,000 yards rushing against them, something only two other teams in the history of the league have ever done, and they were going to be right there. They held the Dolphins to just 60-some-odd yards rushing. They they had a couple of decent games um, within the last month and a half. 
I'm just telling you, I don't think he goes for 200-plus on him this weekend because there are some other factors that are going to contribute to, I think, helping the Texans' hand a little bit. Ben Jones not looking like he's going to be at center. No Tannehill. It's Malik Willis. We know how bad he looked against the Texans in week three. They eke that game out, and the Texans still had every opportunity to steal that game at home against the Titans, despite Henry just doing them dirty as he did. And in the fact, too, I think Lovey Smith made a really, really good point, and I'll let you hear from him right here. We're healthier. Did we have all our guys first time around? I'm asking, did we? I'm trying to think back. Noah's answer. Malik Collins in play. So we had a few things like that. Kristen Harris is older. That young, some of the younger players that were playing them, they played a lot more football right then. So we feel like we'll be uh, healthier starting with that. And um, we didn't play our best ball last time. And we're playing better football right now. I what? think he makes a whole bunch of really good points. And three in particular. Malik Collins is there this time. Christian Harris is there and playing, coming off of his best game as a pro so far. He's there this time. And, you know, the Texans, you could make the argument, okay, well, they're going to be without some players this time uh, that they had at their disposal week three. Well, maybe. It looks like Brandon Cooks is actually trending on playing this weekend. And offensively, the Texans have actually been watchable the last three weeks. Um, and much more so over the course of the last two weeks, in particular last weekend against the Chiefs. So I think they have a lot more things going in their favor this time around. Yeah, look, I, I mean, they've been better without Brandon Cooks, but but we'll, we'll get to that point later. I, I do I do think that Lovey makes some good solid points. I mean, when you've got when you've got a, a I mean I, I don't know a, a six seven games more in the system, mm-hmm. um, you got some guys that are healthy. Uh, the one of which is Malik Collins, which is really their their. Malik Collins is the only guy that that has been consistent in this front um, from the inside to to whether we're talking about collapsing the pocket, rushing the passer, or, or stopping the run. He's really he's the best, but he's been the only only one that's consistently done it at at an at an above average level. And so I think that could make a a big time difference. But look, here's the thing: is is this is this is a huge not necessarily game like uh, this is not like I don't it'd be nice to win the ball game yes but I don't know that you have to win the ball game I, I, you, but you've got to force the Titans to do something other than allow uh Derrick Henry to just absolute throttle you on the ground I mean that's just when they can control the clock when uh when when they can feed it to Derrick Henry and he, and he gets 6.8 yards a carry or he gets hell one game he, one yeah. one game he averaged 9.6 yards Per carry, I mean, when he can do that, <clears throat> and when they're doing that, you know, we can say that the Texans coulda, shoulda, woulda won that ball game if couldn't stop the run. But when a team is running the football to the tune of seven plus yards per carry, yeah, it's the explosive they're, plays. They're controlling everything. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, even though the, the the, I'll argue that the Titans' style of play lends itself to being a tight ball game. Like it, it, it lends itself to being a type, but they're very comfortable with a three or seven point lead and grinding a seven or eight minute drive out and ending the ball game. Like they're 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 fine with that. Um, when somebody has the ability to run for seven plus yards per carry against your football team, you're gonna have a hard time winning that game. I don't care if you lose it by three or forty. Um, so they've got to find a way to slow down Derrick Henry. Is being healthier. 
Is that enough? Is Christian Harris being involved this time? Is that enough? Is Jalen Petrie playing center field instead of, you know, free safety instead of strong safety in and around the box? Is that enough? We'll see if we'll see uh, come Sunday and you know, look, or it, Saturday. I'm sorry. It may not be enough, but it may not actually have to be. I think, you know, there's an element to the last couple of weeks, you know, being in a locker room, just being in the building over there every day. Just the vibe is a little bit different from the players. And I make the point all the time to when, when I'm talking to guys down there, it's like, you know what? This doesn't feel like the attitude of a one in 12, one, 12 and one team. Yeah, I've been a part of teams where they're expected to win, where they're not expected to win, and haven't been this bad to this degree before. But, boy, they really took losses hard. And the vibe of the locker room was just different. You know, these guys are coming in, and they're literally still able to just take it week by week by week. And maybe the fact that they played better against the Cowboys, better against the Chiefs, two organizations that are going to be contending in their minds for a Super Bowl this season, coming off of that, maybe you do have a little bit bigger of a chip on your shoulder when you do think back to week three and how embarrassing it was for the Titans to literally pass the ball just one time, and it really shouldn't have even been once, but that was on Malik Willis, um, just one time in the entire second half. And Derrick Henry, they're going to give the ball to this guy, and he's going to run it right. right down your throat. I think they come in with a little bit bigger of a chip on their shoulder after having played so well the last two weekends than if they hadn't otherwise. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm good with it. If the Cowboy, if the Cowboy game, the Kansas City game leads them to playing better football, so be it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I look at this thing as. Mm-hmm. Like we're not in the business of scaring scaring the better teams in the league. Like they they yeah, play no better. They're definitely trending in the right direction. The last time you played the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry went for two hundred plus, and Malik Willis threw the the football one time in the second half. That that ain't even, that that's not even, if, if when you lose that ball game, you're nowhere near winning that ball game. If that makes sense. So they've mm-hmm. got to come. They got to show up and play uh, a much better a much better brand of football. With, against a similar football team with Malik Willis and, and uh, Derrick Henry to have a chance. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani. That's me in for on the show. Hugley today, coming up next, early National Signing Day. Who won the day? How did the Texans, or how did the Texas programs, rather, uh, fare? We'll uh, fill you in on that. That's coming up next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, alongside Clint Sterner, I'm Sean Bajani in for on the show Hughley. Appreciate you joining us today. If you'd like to be a part of the show, 713-572-4610 is how you can do it. You can call or text the trailer reel and frame text line. Make sure you download the Odyssey app to listen to Sports Radio 610 wherever you are. So yesterday, the college football early national uh, signing period kicked off. It opened 276 of the ESPN 300 recruits signed national letters of intent. And the winner of the day, I guess really no surprise, it shouldn't be to most, Alabama kind of taking the cake. Some people think they're God. It was last year, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it last year that Texas A&M, didn't they, they didn't finish number one, I don't think. Maybe. Absolutely they did. They, they finished did? number okay. one. and had the, Historic. They, had, they, were they, up there. they finished number one, and it was the highest rated recruiting class of all time which is since they started rating with a, with a point no in, in all of college oh, football wow. okay um it was the highest rated class of all time since they started recording um the uh calculating i guess because it's not just about four and five stars e- each one of these there's there's a numbering system and it was the highest rating the highest score that any single recruiting class had ever received okay so you refresh my memory. Maybe I do remember them being number one. And the way that you lay it out, I guess that was kind of the impetus for my question, is that I knew they did well last year. They finished 15th in the rankings this year for the early signing day period. Yeah. Are you surprised that they fell as much as they did? Certainly, you're probably not surprised about Bama taking over the number one spot again, right? Yeah, look, I, I mean, that's, that's a couple of questions. Not surprised that Bama is at the top. I mean, I, I think they've been they've been playing the NIL game longer than it's been legal, so I, I think no no surprise they're they're at the top. I mean, and, and obviously they've they've won, and I think every player that's played under Saban has uh, has a has a championship ring or has at least played in a championship game. I can't remember that that uh, that uh, statement that was made that he uses in recruiting, but either way it goes, no surprise that Bama's at the top. Yeah, I, I mean. Am I surprised that AM is has fallen from historically the best class ever rated, ranked, however you want to couch it, to number mm-hmm. 15? Yes, I'm shocked. But knowing what happened this year, I completely understand it. Okay, um, that's it. Yeah, that's where yeah, I, I I mean, in, in comparison, and here's just here's where the AM thing comes up. AM's record setting class last year had nine of the top 28. These are the ESPN 300, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's several different rankings. This is just the ESPN ranking. Rivals has one. 247 has one. I think there's a new site out there on three. I think they actually are doing some pretty good work that, that I've seen. I don't know how uh, I, I don't know how to grade them, but there's several sites out there. Just to let everybody know, this is these are the ESPN rankings. Now, A&M's record-setting class last year had nine of the top 28 players ended up signing with A&M. Uh, the, the, the Bama being number one in recruiting right now, they've got 11 of the top 28 overall ESPN 300 athletes in this class. That tells me, which I would prefer A&M's class from last year, obviously, but A&M's class 
wasn't necessarily as top-heavy as Bama's class is this year. A&M's rating or ranking, I guess, being higher means that they're, they're – Players that were outside the top 28 of the the ESPN 300 were pretty damn good as well. So while Alabama doesn't have A&M's class beat from last year, they do have more uh, of the top 28 um, ESPN 300 athletes on the the slate this year. Alabama is number one. Georgia's number two. Uh, Miami's number three, OU is four, Oregon is five, and then just for the sake of bringing it home, Texas is number six. Here's the thing. The team that actually won the day is Oregon. Why do you say that? Well, because they jumped from literally yesterday to start the day. They were they were at number 14. They climbed nine spots five, yeah. by flipping guys and, I mean, have tremendous momentum – uh, right now to even sign more and improve from the number five spot. So Dan Lanning, who was uh, at, at Georgia under Kirby Smart, left and takes the Oregon job. And it's his second year at Oregon, his first year. He started slow, if you remember, getting the brakes beat off of him by Georgia week one. I believe it was 49-3. to three. Um, They then go on a run through, through the rest of the season and at one point had themselves in, in position to be the, the biggest team or the best team in the Pac-12. They fell off late, didn't get to the Pac-12 championship. But Oregon has got some serious momentum, not only on the field, but in, in the recruiting arena, and they jumped from 14 to 5. So if we're just looking at yesterday, National Signing Day, mm-hmm. like Bama was already on pace to be number one. Sure. Georgia was going to be two. Miami was absolutely crushing it. OU was doing well. And all of a sudden, boom. Oregon jumps up out of nowhere from 14 to 5. So, if we're talking about who won the day itself, Oregon won that day, but Bama has uh, the top class. Yeah, you make some really good points. As far as the Texas schools go, we did mention that Texas A&M, they finished 15th in the rankings. TCU, 17. Texas Tech, 22. Tech is kind of interesting to me, right? Uh, Very respectable just finishing outside of the top 20 with an early National Signing Day ranking, but... U of H benefited from the transfer portal yesterday. They get their starting quarterback, who appeared in 12 games last year, started four of them, was single-handedly responsible for beating the Cougars, um, I believe it was week two of this past uh, college football season. I'm pretty sure he's the one that beat the Texas Longhorns too, Bob. Yeah, Donovan Smith. There you go. It's going to be a Houston Cougar and can play immediately, will have three years of eligibility remaining when he, he, he comes to U of H. They've got a number 22 recruiting class. I'm always curious about these things. Why make that move? Why did he feel like he needed to transfer? I mean, I'll take him with open arms. I'm pumped up about it. I think it's a great thing for U of H as they enter the Big 12. they got some talent. U of H, by the way, finishing 66th overall um, in the rankings. Uh, Baylor, SMU, UTSA, uh, middling in around the 30s and uh, late 50s in terms of their rankings. But do you do you side eye that at all? Do you do you ask those questions? Do you wonder why a talent like that, and he was a three star recruit coming into college, um, it was Donovan Smith? But why make the move from Tech to U of H when you're going to the same conference? Well, look, I, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here, and, and and a lot of these I, I talk a lot of portal and a lot of transfer conversations and some of the college football stuff that I do, and and it's so much of it is is speculation. But I I think this one. If you look at what's going on, I think this one is fairly obvious, if you will. Um, he started, played well, beat Texas, mm-hmm. um, and 
I believe that one of the other the quarterback that got hurt originally that started the season is going to start the bowl game. And so I, I would I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Donovan Smith doesn't doesn't want to doesn't feel like he's been fairly is not the right word. He just he looks at it and goes, "Hey, look, I went in there and I played well, and I'm not going to get the starting job now. That wasn't enough. When is it ever going to be enough? Right. So I'm out of here. Let me go transfer somewhere where they want me. They're going to let me start. Yeah, where you can play now. Where yeah. I can play right now. This is the beauty of. This is the beauty to me of of the actual of the transfer portal is um, what's what's the kid's name uh, Tyler I don't know is it Shoe Show he's a senior actually but I believe he's going to end up starting at the quarterback position in the bowl game don't quote me on that but I, I believe he's going to end up starting um, but but the the Donovan Smith kids got to feel some kind of way about how he's been treated and and not been maybe given the the reins to the organization after beating Texas and starting quarterback. Otherwise, he would stay. You got to think he would stay and play. He's going to transfer and play down here at U of H. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Um, that's the beauty of the transfer portal now in in not having to, to miss a year, um, sit out a year. You get to play right now. Um, and, you know, benefit to him, he is staying in the same conference. Yeah. You know, as the Big 12 makes that move. So that's that's pretty huge. Yeah, I'm looking at some other some numbers here, too. It looks like they've got that not just the shoe key. Is it shoe or show? I, don't know I, was, right I, was, I was trying to look um, it up. Shall, whatever the hell his name is. He's a senior. Uh, I would expect him to could play in the shuff. bowl game. And then could be. Yeah, it, 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 but Morton also took some snaps this year and, and played really well. So I would imagine that it's it's a, it's a quarterback controversy and Smith just said, you know what, there, there's a free transfer. I got one free transfer. Let me get up out of here. So um, It's Shaw. Is it Shaw? Yeah. Okay, good. Perfect. Thank you, Google. Got it. Not shoe, not, sh- not show, it's Shaw. Yeah, like my name without the N. Sean. Good, yeah, good call. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh you mentioned here Texas A&M, their five-star commit, David Hicks, did not sign Wednesday. Maybe somebody um, should have slapped him. When you say here Oregon and OU are hunting. Yeah, they're hunting him. Are they, are they looking so, looking to steal him? Yeah, supposedly he's a guy that's that's uh, that didn't sign on Wednesday when he was expected to because OU and Oregon are, are uh, negotiating. Okay. I mean, that, obviously he still could go to A&M. I mean, I, I'd imagine A&M's got the front. Um, that you know they 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 they've got uh, first dibs there. Oh, he's we'll called. See. It'd be huge for Texas A&M to get that get to get that kid. Uh, the Texans head to Tennessee for a Christmas Eve rematch with the Titans. We'll be talking plenty more about that uh, throughout the rest of today and this week. You can hear the action here on Sports Radio six ten, starting with Texans countdown at nine, presented by Modelo. Kickoff at noon. Texans post game starting as soon as the clock hits zeros. Coming up next is the Texans. Duo quarterback system dead. We'll let you know next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, alongside Clint Sterner, I'm Sean Bajani in for Ron, the show Hughley today and tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to be out and about having some fun uh, in this cold weather. Looking forward to that. Where are we at tomorrow, by the way? The Tasty Texan or something like that? I, I think it's the Thirsty Texan. There you go. Ta- what did I say? Tasty Texan. <laughs> hey. That could work, too. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's the Thirsty Texan, but I tell you what, man, Tasty Texan, Thirsty Texan, I mean, I, I'm, I'm good with either. Yeah, I, I am, too, man. I imagine they probably do have some good food out there as well, which is what I'm looking forward to and seeing a lot of the people that uh, typically like to drop by uh, and visit the show on remote which, when which, we're out and which, about. Which, by the way, there should be more stop by and say hello because, uh, it's one, it's the holidays. Yeah. 
Two, it's going to be colder than all get out. So, so uh, there, you, you need to come on and hang out and have you a couple of pops over the holidays to warm up a bit. Yeah, it's going to be good. People do it. School out yet? Uh, yeah, it's been out all week as far as I know. Uh, usually the week leading up to Christmas uh, weekend or day, uh, kids get out of school. I'm not teaching or coaching anymore. So, like, in terms of, like, knowing – Quitter, like, like the whole door deal with that. Yeah. Just like, call him a quitter. <laughs> I did it for like what 12, 12 straight years. Already out of my mind. Yeah. Out of my mind. Quitter. Hey, the kids will do that to you, right? Yeah, I bet. Uh, this game uh, Saturday, Texans Titans, going to be the third straight ball game that the Texans uh, have moved on from the Kyle Allen experiment and reinstated Davis Mills officially as its starter, and uh, have decided to go with the Driscoll Cat package. Um, the wild Jeff. It's a Driscoll cat, Mark. Is it, me saying Driscoll cat, by the way, we've got to get the DP Sidhu Driscoll cat song teed up at some point today. If you have not heard that, Clint, it's golden. I love it. Probably the best thing DP Sidhu's done um, all year. Easy. Uh, clearly, it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. She sounds exactly like Phoebe. Uh, clearly not as effective, though, uh, this past weekend against Kansas City as it was uh, Dallas. I'm curious your thoughts there. Um, but I want to hear from Pep Hamilton, who spoke this week, was asked about, actually about um, if if rolling with this duo allows them to be more aggressive offensively. Here's what he had to say. You know, we, we ultimately, you know, we're challenged with the task of putting our players in the best position to be successful. Jeff, two weeks ago, it was kind of an experiment to see, you know, how he would handle that situation, how defenses would react to having him on the field. And and uh, and I'll say after after two weeks of uh, playing both quarterbacks, you know, I, I think, um, you know, we've had an opportunity to see what both guys offer. And, uh, and as that, you know, we hope to be able to do more. So that from Pep Hamilton, I don't know what you took from that. Uh, a question I've been wanting to ask for the last couple of weeks, and it might have been unfair after kind of the first game, but now that we have a little bit of a sample size, Clint, I'm wondering that with this duo, you know, from an offensive standpoint, are they able to kind of dictate what they see out of a defense regardless of who is in and out at quarterback in a particular time just based upon what they're kind of doing throughout no. a ball game? No, the, the, look, the, the, if the Driscoll cat is responsible for anything, it is a, a brief stint versus the Cowboys where I feel like not only were they dictating what the Cowboys did defensively, but they were then able to take advantage of it by getting getting one-on-one coverage, get a receiver behind a, a, a DB, and Jeff Driscoll throws a – where it was really just a – I mean, it wasn't a great throw. He, he just had one-on-one coverage. The DB had his back to the quarterback, and, and he, he – uh, threw the ball down the field, and and uh, Amari Rogers was able to get a touchdown out of it. And again, I'm not minimizing what what de- what uh, Driscoll Jeff Driscoll was able to do. I'm just I'm just simply saying that's not a like you don't have to be highly skilled to to uh, at the quarterback position from a passing perspective to go make that throw. When you get a, t- a defense, when you can dictate what they do, you're basically dictating man coverage, and then you get a, a receiver behind that DB. It's it's really not about making a great throw it's just putting it in a position where the receiver can go come back and catch it or high point it or or put it perfectly in a bread basket so not minimizing what Jeff Driscoll did I want to be clear there yeah. but they were dictating and they were able to take advantage of it there's there's nothing otherwise that I've seen from this offense when guys are healthy or guys are not healthy that's dictating what coverage um a defense is in let me clean that up a little bit because I I can't I can't make that statement fairly or accurately 
um, without saying that the one the one other situation is Damian Pierce. They have ran the football well enough with Damian Pierce to cause defenses to put an extra safety in the box, which then dictates what you can do outside in terms of what getting soft coverage or getting man coverage. Um, they have done that from time to time with Damian Pierce. But more directly to your question, the two-quarterback system, mm-hmm. um, Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll, none of that's dictating consistently what they're going to get um, and how they're going to attack a defense. Okay. Um, now, did the Kansas City Chiefs show their hand and they were going to play man? They were going to close the middle of the field every time Jeff Driscoll was out there. That's not because Jeff Driscoll's out there. It's because you don't have a threat to do anything else, so they're going to load the box, stop the run. Sure. The likelihood um, of him throwing and, and, and um, you know, I, I, maybe not even just identifying, but making that throw, having the time to make that throw. Well, he's not going to take the cover. snap, sit in the pocket, process the exactly. coverage, get through progressions. And then even if he did, you got Davis Mills at one of the wide receiver yeah. positions. So, that I mean, you're not – are you – I guess <laughs> – yeah. I guess – so as I talk through this, the answer is there was a time period when the threat of run with Jeff Driscoll was first unveiled versus the Cowboys where I feel like the Cowboys were on their heels and they were dictating and the Texans took advantage of it. Drizzy cat. There is a degree of where when you get Davis Mills and and uh, Jeff Driscoll in the field at the same time, teams are going to close the middle of the field because you have no threat outside. So – are you dictating what you're getting? Yeah, I guess you are, but you're not doing it in an aggressive fashion. You're not doing it in a fashion where you can take advantage of it, but you are dictating what the hell the defense is doing, I you guess. You can't get too cute with it, I guess, but I, my line of thinking was is if this duo quarterback thing is going to kind of work you know, for the remainder of this season, um, you have to be able to adapt. And by that, I mean you're going to have to ask Jeff to do some things yeah. that aren't necessarily comfortable for him. You're going to also have to ask Mills to do some things that aren't necessarily comfortable for him. And I actually thought we saw that from both of them in that Dallas game alone, a little less of it in the Kansas City game. And what I mean by that is, you know, they ran bootleg with Mills out there, and he actually took off and, you know, gained a few yards on a play over the right side. I can't remember at what point in the game that was, but I was like, wow, that's something that we typically hadn't seen from Mills. And then, two, not just the throw from Driscoll to Amari because that was a broken play. It was a scramble, and before he decided to pull it down, he he, he made a good throw, you know, the right corner of the end zone, and he put it where only Amari could get that. And um, I think you have to, you know, tip your cat. Uh, tip your cap to him for making that play. But I, I thought they could kind of build off of that going forward because those are two things that both of those quarterbacks respectively aren't not just used to doing, but it's not in their skill set optimally. Yeah, I I just – I think we're, we're over, over discussing and overthinking uh, – um, uh, now, if this was Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, then, we, then we'd have a conversation <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. rocking and rolling I get here. It. I mean, I, I, get it. I, I mean, ultimately – I think when we're talking about this two quarterback system in Houston, is it expires I, in three games? Uh, well, look, I mean, I don't even know if it <laughs> makes it to three. I mean, I, I think that, but I think that's the news here is with Pep Hamilton speaking to the media. The biggest question was, have we seen enough? All right, is is it is is it? Um, it hasn't. It wasn't very effective when Driscoll was out there. For being completely honest, um, but they played the Cowboys tight, so everybody thinks it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was effective. It wasn't something that you could hang your hat on. Um, that game was tight because the Cowboys turned the football over, um, and the the Chiefs game was tight because penalties and and the Chiefs turned the football over, not because the two quarterback package was great or or even effective 
for that matter, in that ball game. It really wasn't at all against Kansas City. Um, and, but the, the news to me is Pep Hamilton, the way he ended that audio, the piece of audio you just played, the way he ended it was, I'm looking forward to seeing doing more with it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so clearly the question that everybody has is, all right, have we seen enough? Is it dead? All right, I've, I've seen enough. Is it dead? According to Pep Hamilton, it seems like they're going to, and he may be just playing the opponent a bit, exactly. using the media to play the opponent a bit, but it sounds like they're not done uh, with with creating packages with a two quarter with two quarterbacks on the football field. We'll see. Uh, you know, you mentioned Amari Rodgers without their top two receivers in recent weeks and Cooks and Collins. The Texans, they've had to roll with Rodgers and Chris Moore, who, by the way, has led the team in uh, receiving the last couple of games. Pep talked about the success that those two guys have had. Chris, we knew Chris when given the opportunity, he would step in and make plays. And and uh, Amari, you know, it's been encouraging to see uh, just the, the trust that the quarterbacks have had in Amari, as well as uh, just how calm he is in all situations. Uh, you know, he, he he stepped in and he made some big plays on third down a couple weeks back. And, and then, of course, you know, when the ball was in his hand this this past game, uh, he showed the ability to create his own yards and make plays. So both both guys have stepped in and um, and really, you know, given us an opportunity to uh, uh, just kind of keep it going as far as just calling what we feel is the best play in, in that situation or in all situations when they're in the game. It's it's well, This is wild because, to, to me, th- this team's three best performances have been against the Cowboys, against the Kansas City Chiefs, and against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I believe Cooks and Collins were out in all three ball games. Mm-hmm. Right? It was Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett against the Eagles. It's been Chris Moore and Amari Rodgers the last two weeks against the, Cowboy and the Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and... and Look, I, I caught all kind of flack, all kind of hell uh, earlier this year and even last year when I said, look, Brandon Cooks isn't a one. This t- this t- football team has a receiver problem. Like, th- this football team has a problem at the top. Brandon Cooks is not a number one receiver. He's a two at best. I don't know who the hell Nico Collins is, right? And I'm not knocking Nico Collins, but at the end of the day, when a team can lose Brandon Cooks and the top two wide receivers, and not only do they then go on to play their, the, the, the best opponents in the NFL down to the wire in the Philadelphia Eagles Thursday night in a pretty good football game and have a good performance offensively without you. Hell, Chris Moore bounces up and has a 10-catch, 125-yard game. Yeah, Amari Rogers goes out there, carries the ball on jet sweeps and catches, catches go routes or, or busted plays for touchdowns. I mean – this is very fascinating to me, being a guy that from jump said this team had a, a, a wide receiver problem. When you can lose the top two guys and then like like complimentary, complimentary receivers step up and play well, like your existence has to be in question with this football team. A lot of folks wondering if Brandon Cooks is going to play this week. Maybe, maybe not. But at, at the end of the day, there's not a Texan fan out there that should should care. I uh, mean, Chris Moore, Chris Moore yeah. has, has done more. Amari Rodgers has been effective. Um, th- this this football team really needs to make sure Chris Moore is there and that everything else will be okay. I, I You and I are on the same page on that one. Uh, reminder tomorrow, you can join us, The Drive, with Sterner and in for Hughley. I'm Sean Bajani. We'll be at the Thirsty Texan for a Miller Lite football Friday tomorrow from 2 until 6. You can come and hang out with us and get ready for Saturday's Christmas Eve rematch with the Tennessee Titans on a Miller Lite football Friday. Friday. Coming up next, a big three at three. Pro Bowl nod for one Texan. Alternates to boot. We'll tell you who they are in case you missed it. Also, a change to how you consume your football. That's next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.